With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome in to the DNBR Draft Pod. Tis the season. Could not be more excited. Presented, as always, by High Plains Strains. The Northeastern Colorado Dispensary. Natures of Colorado. Natures of Colorado. Presenting sponsor. You know them. Top quality cannabis. Mention the MBR. They will treat you right. Whew. Look at this. In studio with the boys. Superstar producer Alyssa behind the sticks. And Big Hank. A draft pod OG back with us in his element. Yes. Broncos insider now. Wow. Yes. <laughs> big Hank Broncos. This was a big get for us. What? Well, that's good to hear. Yeah. You know, it's weird for the Broncos because usually you get to the draft and it's like, oh, this is this is like franchise defining. Like, what are they going to do? Right. And I'm not going to lie. Like, I don't have many strong feelings. If they want to go get a quarterback, cool. If they want to draft somebody, like, just do whatever. And... Uh, this is kind of a dark note to start on, but they're they're kind of screwed regardless of what they do here. So <laughs> I'm agree. curious what you guys can come up with to fix them. Right. Unless they just hit a homer and uh, they fix everything with one mm. pick. You never know. It could happen as my favorite orphan from my favorite sports movie, Angels in the Outfield, is known to say. That's a good one, huh, J. Mike? J. Mike, how are you doing today? I'm doing good, man. Excited to dive into it. Coming off of a big college basketball win, so I'm a little tired, but you know, this is this is the season where you got to grind. We're following Senior Bowl. I got the East West Shrine game tonight with three Rams in it, so it's mm-hmm. it's time to lock in, but this is what it's all about. Well, 32 in the net rankings now. It's true. One spot behind the Colorado Buffaloes, no. but with one victory over them. <laughs> Jakester, what's up? It's our season. I, we I'm get stoked. to grind one-on-ones. So good. It's just, it always brings me back to, you know, those first days when I started scouting and stuff, when we'd start doing the Senior Bowl um, watch-throughs and all that. I love this time of year. I'm yeah. excited. Yeah. It really is the best. Lots of guys popping. Lots of guys who could fit the Broncos and Sean Payton. But first, we're playing a game of fact or fiction, all related to the Senior Bowl and this here draft podcast and we're gonna start with you jay mike Ooh, quinion mitchell fact or fiction the toledo cornerback after the senior bowl is now a top two corner in this here draft class 
Yeah, I mean, he was my riser last week that I shouted out of who I thought was going to like really kind of take a leap this week. He was already getting plenty of love, so it's it's not like a victory lap or anything like that. But, but late first love. Yeah, but I, I think he has a chance to be cornerback one. So I, I just, there's not a corner that's, if you look at the film, that's more consistently aggressive. I mean, he's got... 45 pass deflections over the last three years, Insane. 37 of them were the, over the last two seasons. I just think if you're putting a corner opposite of a guy like PS2, especially from Denver's perspective, he makes a lot of sense. And especially just with some of the corners that have had success these last couple of years in the first round, I think he kind of fits that mold aggressive and coverage. Yeah. He might get, you know, handsy every now and then might pick up a PI flag, but He's not scared to attack the ball, and I just think that's really appealing in these modern, you know, offenses against the modern offenses. Super aggressive, and when you flash like this in one-on-ones, you're going to get that type of hype. Fact or fiction, Jake? Uh, I think it's a fact. Um, I think Terry and Arnold is pretty solidified as CB1 at this point. My guy. But Mm, Quinion Mitchell is coming up, man. He's had a great senior bowl. I loved watching him in one-on-ones. He was getting after the ball. He was getting in position constantly. He's got the frame. He's got great production, probably the best production we've seen from a corner, especially at the G5 level. At the G5 level, for Um, sure. Yeah, he's a massive riser. Great call by Justin. We talked about him in a William Jackson comp, right? Uh, the former Houston guy who went round mm-hmm. one to the Bengals way mm-hmm. back when. Hank, you want to answer this one? though? For you, I'm more interested in too rich for the Broncos at 12. Because if we're talking about him in, as a top two <laughs> cornerback, that's kind of the range you're talking about. Yeah, definitely. I mean, Terry and Arnold, if he's there, yeah. I mean, that's obviously not too rich. Those stat, like If we're talking about stats, you guys have probably said this before. But this season, 12 pass breakups, five picks, six and a half tackles for loss, a sack, a forced fumble. That stat line also just like pops. If he's there, you can get behind that. Um, like I said, like I don't think that right now there's a clear cut path for the Broncos. You know, kind of depends on what they do in free agency. Yep. I don't think they're forced yep. to get a quarterback. Yep. If they decide they're not getting a quarterback, then sure, like second best corner could make sense. You look at the other positions, you know, some tackles could be around there. You'd have to do something crazy, mm-hmm. like make like a draft day trade to then move on from Garrett Bowles to clear space, pick up more picks. I do think that if you're just looking at what positions would make sense, cornerback, even if it's not the top one on the board, definitely could be in play at 12. To go against the grain, I'll go fiction. I Ooh. think it's too early to say right now. It's a deep group. The two Bama guys, Nate Wiggins out of Clemson. Mitchell certainly is part of this tier. Mm-hmm. But as we know, with the corners, it's all about the 40s. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, he's going to have to mm-hmm. run well. Um, Kool-Aid is going to run really well. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Dude, Terry I think and Arnold Wiggins run might well. fly. Wiggins is going to be insane. Gonna, he might, he'll probably be the fastest. No, he's light too, right? So yep. there's some of like Emmanuel Forbes last year was yep. Like yep. 170 pounds. The Mizzou guys are in the mix. You know, it's slowly but surely a deeper cornerback class mm-hmm. and that's where you know how's uh the georgia kid lester kamari lester last kamari lassiter yep. all good <laughs> oh, i struggle with the name so much um but yeah he, i think it might be premature but this kind of buzz coming out of mobile huge it's interesting how much playing time a lot of these corners have had Mm -hmm. it's not like one or two year sample sizes with quite a few of these dudes it's two three years Mm -hmm. 30 games played Mm -hmm. for quinion mitchell i like that henry yes 
This one's for you. Oh, boy. Fact or fiction. The Broncos' next QB is in Mobile. Now, because it's <laughs> phrased like this, and Jake wrote this one, the Broncos' next QB, we really are talking about Michael Penix and Bo Nix. Yeah. Michael Pratt, sure, maybe they draft uh-huh. a guy like that. Sam Hartman. Right. Yeah. Spencer Rattler. Spencer Rattler. Hard to say that those guys are also going to be the Broncos' next. That would be a double hot take within this beautiful game of Factor that Fiction. really would Which be. actually is buy or sell, I'm seeing right now. So <laughs> buy or sell is what I meant. Oh, <laughs> wow. Buy, yes, buy or sell. <laughs> Either way, same oh, thing. Boy. Same thing. Oh, we're good. We're oh, good at this. Oh, boy. I'll buy it. Yeah? Yep, yep, I'll buy it. I'll buy it. I think wow. Bo Nix is probably most likely. Wow. I mean, I mean you, you look Damn. at what they could do this offseason. <laughs> oh, yeah, nobody's excited. <laughs> I, I guess I don't know like the full so Bo Nix vibe. I know at least one of them. I'm not super excited about it. But yeah, I mean, I do think that when you look at what's going to happen, if they draft a, I think it's more likely they draft a quarterback than sign a quarterback just based on the options that are available. And I think yeah. if they draft a quarterback, like it's this. more likely that they can't get up to a top three pick to go get one of the big three. And so they're stuck in this tier, even if they trade up to eight to, uh, to go get one of these guys. Um, JJ McCarthy's kind of like the wrench in here. Mm-hmm. It might be a bad decision. It might, it might be going against the odds to say bye, but I do think it's, it's, I'm, I'm willing to do it. I'll buy it. I'll take that one of these guys is on the roster. Wow. I'll do it. Yeah. Wow. I'm shook. Cause uh, Penix, Penix has a chance there too. Penix is the range. Penix is in range. Mm-hmm. Penix. I mean, the other thing is like, I wouldn't be surprised if, Bo Nix, like, do they trade in the second round for him? Michael Panks, is he there in the third for him? Like, when you look at some of these rankings, I know we want to get into DJs, and DJ ranked those guys a little bit higher, but you look at most of the mock drafts, at the very least, like Kuiper, Brugler, DJ, they say, like, these guys probably shouldn't be first-round picks, but a team will probably reach, and I think all of them had one of those second tier going in the first round and the rest falling. Mm Mm-hmm. Wow, that's lots to think about. I, well, you asked a big question. <laughs> I did. Is one I of did. these guys the next Broncos quarterback? I did. That's a big question. It's true. I think I'm going to go fact too. Wow. Um, I think just what Hank said, the money situation, not only between Russ, but just where you're at up against oh, the cap man. would mm-hmm. make it more sense to draft a quarterback this year. Uh, they've met with some of these guys. I know at least Michael Pratt. Um, they've talked about that. But uh-huh. look, we've talked about Penix a lot. He's out there slinging the thing like he usually does, man. It's, again, just the yeah. age and injury concerns that we're going to have to talk Allen about. is there. There are some Drew Brees comparisons. I mean, there are. People have said it. How did you phrase it? Did you phrase it as going to be the ace on the roster or is going to, like, actually start a game no, for the Denver no. Broncos? The Broncos' next quarterback. Implying he's the guy. Next quote. What does next quarterback I kinda, mean to you? Well, this week what's, one, what's it could be. To, well, I mean, it's it's a bit of a in the eye of the beholder. Well, yeah. Could I see a situation where like a Michael Pratt is on the roster? Do I think any of these guys are going to be under center playing a game for the Denver Broncos over the next two years? I'm going to say fiction. Oh, that's probably that's probably the best bet by the numbers. Yeah, I'm selling too. There's the JJ factor in all of this. Bonix terrifies me. As I have mentioned, I do just think 
with all that he was experimenting with in New Orleans, that Sean Payton will be very focused on going with a running quarterback, and Bo Nix mm-hmm. fits that. JJ surely fits that. Uh, Penix less so. Bo does feel like if you were going to say who would be out of these guys, who would feel like the most Sean Payton pick, it would be Bo by a lot. Uh, right, right. Like he literally could win eight, seven games with Taysom Hill. What's he going to do with Bo Nix? You know? <laughs> and just knowing like if you're a guy like Payton, especially after this whole experience with Russ, if you, like so I could just design a system and I'm just going to be like, this is what you're going to do. And you do it, and as long as he executes it, like he'll be, he would be fine with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I mean, like yes. he has proven, like yes. if you put him in a yes. position where you scheme it open, quick reads, like he could put him in that spot. But you know, the great question that we've raised for two, three years now is just, do these throws translate? Mm-hmm. Does anything yeah. we've seen at Oregon matter at all, or is it all window dressing? So, and that's to me, it's his raw <sighs> talent. Is that going to translate? I don't know that that works if you're like Jalen Hurts talented or right. even JJ McCarthy. Mm-hmm. To me, JJ, do you think JJ's talent tran- translates? I think the physical ability. Yeah, I think his I arm, too. without a doubt. It's too. just can you? We haven't seen you have to make the reads enough to trust yeah. that you're going to be able to do it. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's true. The thing with Bo Nix though is, especially just this last two years with Russ, kind of athletically limited. With Bo Nix, you're opening the whole offense up. Uh, you can move him around a ton. You can even run him if you wanted to. Mm-hmm. Oh, you can run him a bunch. So I don't know. We'll see how much that intrigues Sean Payton because it does kind of feel like he was getting to that, especially in New Orleans. Yes, 100%. And I think Sean's intrigued by the top three. Which yes. is well, we know, you know he loves Caleb yeah, exactly. Williams. I mean, he's all the rage who would not from be. this week. Yeah. I know it's like some I random guy really says like the top three. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like they might consider it. Everybody so, thinks, yeah. It, so the, as Hank said, probability-wise, I'm I'm going with the what feels more yeah. likely, which is the no. I, I'll take the field versus these two. Sometimes I'll see Bo Nix just like they'll be like he'll screen pass. It'll be like a defender. I'll like drop the arm down and yeah. sling it out there, yeah. and then I'm like, yes, that does look nice, but also like. You're not that like you're not like you're not as cool as you seem to think you are like you know it's it's not there's there's part of that vibe to him to me that I, I can't explain yeah. it but it's just a little bit off off putting even the one thing I will give Bo Nix is he got so much better as he went through his college career you can't ignore oh that fact oh my gosh yeah mm-hmm. well I mean we should all have eight years in school I mean to, <laughs> to improve well that's the other side of the coin there <laughs> yeah yeah uh, yeah I mean he he had. Two cracks at the apple. Yeah, he did that at Auburn. Rejuvenated career at Oregon. Mm-hmm. Yep, very nice. Um, I, I'm gonna have to dig right back into Bo Nix. It's time to reevaluate, right? It is yep. mentality. Do the like watch Bo Nix, feeling like I've never seen him before. Exactly. <sighs> we'll try. It's really we'll hard for me best. to let go of Auburn Bo Nix. It, it's it, very it hard it's because very I watched hard. a lot of that football, and it's just. Yes, what I saw at Oregon was not the same deal, but also at Auburn when he was the guy and you didn't have the restraints, man, it was a lot of running around with your head cut off and just mm-hmm. kind of hoping that like he can pull something out of his ass. Even at Oregon, like I remember there was a Buffs game two Jeez, years it ago. Gone, it, okay, you were covering <laughs> yes. it where he does like 
He's running the opposite direction, is getting tackled, and literally threw it behind his head like he yeah. was a bride at a wedding throwing <laughs> yeah. the bouquet. I sounds like Josh that Allen. Was That's what that sounds like, is it sounds like a young Josh Allen. Yeah, a little bit. But Josh is bigger than a lot of the edge rushers yep. he's going against. I do think there's a Mahomes effect on that, though, where guys are trying, like, because he does the whole. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Non-mechanic throws off balance, sidearm. Oh, I'm falling out of yeah. bounds. I'm one yeah. Josh Allen. I'm one yard away from the sideline, <laughs> but I can rip it and they yep. can do it. And so all these Let's guys are I like, get away with oh, it. I can do it too. And yep. it's like, no, you're not Patrick Mahomes. Set your feet. I yeah. know. Like <laughs> get back to basics. Yeah. Yeah. It's like off, off balance threes in the NBA. It's like, look, you know, what's better Steph when you set your yeah. feet, yeah. right? Just <laughs> yep. get your feet under you, please. Um, you know what? We're going to take a super quick break because this next one might be spicier yet. Oh, no. But first, Justin's going to tell you about our dearest of friends. Shout out to the homies over at Breckenridge Brewery. They have been with us since the very beginning. There's no better way to do anything than having oh, yeah. an ice cold Breck brew in hand. 33 years they've been doing this, and it all comes down to their Broncos love and coming. passion for making good beer. They are as Colorado as it gets. They rep the Broncos. They rep the Nuggets. They rep the Slopes. You know, check them all out. The Fun Slinger, it's fun to say. It's fun to drink. Mm. Um, You can't go wrong with the good company. Hard Seltzer, Mountain Beach Sour, a little taste of summer in the winter. Check out that Breck Beer locator at breckbrew.com to find a brew near you. And, of course, we got to tell you about Natures of Colorado. They are our presenting sponsor and they are the premier dispensary out in northeastern Colorado. They provide an amazing grade of cannabis, a vast variety of products. Check them out for all your needs. They've got infused edibles, high-potency concentrates, and, of course, some of the best flour in the state. Their locations include Log Lane Village, Garden City, Sedgwick, and Millican. If you are in northeastern Colorado, they are the dispo for you. Order online at naturescolorado.com. Stay cozy in your car and pick up conveniently through their drive through We're living in the future, people. You don't even have to get out of your car. Uh, visit their location, mention our code DNVR in store or in the drive-thru to take advantage of our great deals. You can get a $99 ounce every day there, which is already a great deal. But if you use the code DNVR, you can get a full ounce of any shelf for $85, which is an absolute steal. Exquisite extracts, two grams bucket for 15. Remember to use that code DNVR or mention DNVR in stores. Milliken. Does that sound more like a Big Ten offensive lineman or like an fcs fullback fcs fullback yeah milliken <sighs> that dude's going for 450 yards on the ground <laughs> if like 15 catches as he they upset hank's montana team and I he wears a that. neck roll yeah oh, yeah big time <laughs> neck roll on uh-huh. milliken yeah you like that hank uh sure i actually didn't know that <laughs> name until you said that and it brought me back um Sure. Go Grizz. There you go. Yeah. Go Grizz. Hank hates it when I call FCS country what is like an entire subdivision of football that's played in the entire nation. Yeah. But, you know, I think of FCS <laughs> yeah. country as like the Montanas and the Dakotas. It's because they dominate. They do. They're yeah. the best teams. That's like, FCS Youngstown country State had their run back in like they the did. 90s. They did. The uh, William and Mar- No, not William. Mar- James Madison had yep. their run yep. more recently. Yep. Now they up. Got Sam Houston. Uh, they got went the, up. Like, App State, but they're like you've had like some teams, but it always comes back to Montana. To and now me, the Dakotas. FCS sure country does. is Missouri and North. Like, mm. wow. it's all you know. It's the Dakotas. Yeah. It's but it's not like 
Because in the South, you're paying attention to the SEC. In the Midwest, you know, you got the Big exactly. Ten, right, or you got, you know, right. the Big 12 if you're in Oklahoma and stuff. But as soon as you start getting into, like, you know, the, the Michigan areas, mm-hmm. and then you start working your way west through the Dakotas and all that, that's where we get to the good old God's country. That's because <laughs> they, like, they run it like a big pro. Like, if you're in Alabama and you're, you're Nick's, not Nick Saban, you're, you're, you used to be Nick Saban. <laughs> then what were you doing trying to win at Alabama? You start by getting the best players from Alabama, and then you get the best players from the rest of the country. That's like that's like generally the recruiting. But when you go up to Montana, it's the same thing. It's like you get all the best kids in Montana because they're typically not talented enough to leave anyway. And so you hold them in, and then you go outside. When you look at like I don't even know, like a a James Madison, they have to like they get like the leftovers after like the big schools. Mm-hmm. And so you get up there. It's like, that's what it's all about. That's you like have more big of time. an identity, which is nice. Totally. Yeah. And more fans and guys that are embracing the program. Whereas like, if you land at like a James Madison, the reality is it's like, well, I was being recruited by Utah exactly. state and then they pulled the offer late, ended up at JMU. Whereas like, if you're a Montana kid, hell yeah. I'm or like the Grizz. Anyways, we like got way Northern Colorado. Let's bring, let's bring it back on <laughs> That's track. Discovering America for you from the draft <laughs> pod. We, I we'll love do America. five minutes every every we week. Um, Eastern Washington, good call off there from you the go. chat. Cup. They used to be good. This buy or sell goes to you first, Jake. Okay. An incendiary one. Roman Wilson, mm-hmm. Michigan star wide receiver. Yeah. He's looked good at, at the at the senior He's bowl. He's been balling. His success in Mobile makes suggests that J.J. McCarthy won't be successful in the NFL. So thus implying that he is he's playing better now than he was at Michigan. And he J.J. Was, was the problem. Yeah. Here's the thing. Uh, what Roman's been doing in Mobile, that I think, has been so impressive is just uh-huh. getting off the line and gaining separation. That's yeah. all you can yeah. ask for from yeah. your wide receiver. Yeah. And J.J. hit him a lot of times, but... Just looking at him at the senior ball, I couldn't help but feel like he could have done more. So I'm probably going to lean a little fact on this. Um, but JJ's just so young. I don't think we really know what he's going to be. I, uh, I'll go fiction here. Because uh-huh. AJ Barner, the tight end out there, just dropping everything. Counteracted. <laughs> Counteracted. Yes, the receiver's good. Point. Tight Fair end, point. not good. That's a great point. Honestly, I think they're all impacted by it's a passing game that lacked complete rhythm. Like, uh, yeah, right. when you throw it 40 times a game at Washington, you're going to get in a better rhythm than when you throw it 17 times in a game at Michigan. I just have a hard time with JJ because I don't think we've remotely seen him in a position of what he'll be yep. expected to do. And I think mm-hmm. he has all the physical tools in the world. But I'm with you. It's like the it's I think one of the hardest things in sports as being a six man that comes off the bench and cashes threes because you've been sitting there, you know, you're on the bench, you're not in the rhythm of the game. You're only going to get, you know, 15 minutes, probably a playing time. So you have to make the most of mm-hmm. them. It's really hard to be that guy that comes in and just, Oh, I'm already in rhythm. And when you're a quarterback and you hand it off yeah. 18 yep. times in a row yep. against Iowa, and you only have to throw 10 times to win. Like there just weren't very many instances where he mm-hmm. had to be the guy. If I was going to, go the other way i'll say i think i saw enough in like the two minute situation against alabama going down the hill where it's Mm -hmm. you know all right that's the closest situation to what you're going to be doing in the nfl i liked what you did but we just haven't seen a lot of it and speaking of the fcs kind of similar to some trey lance vibes where 
you know, not asked to do a yeah. lot, a whole bunch of running, didn't there throw the ball a whole bunch. And then there's also like, well, the 28 touchdown, zero interceptions. Play like, yes, that was cool, though. but also like, I mean, that's it's kind of easy to do, do there. No offense to anybody. Like, Twice as many games and probably pass attempts compared to Trey Lance. Yeah, definitely. Definitely more pass attempts. But it's but just that, that thing where profile, it's like, hey, yeah. he's a super yeah. young guy and talented, and like he's done what you could ask of him. All I'll say is when I watch JJ tape, I feel like there's a lot of instances where Roman Wilson's letting him down. Mm-hmm. And again, I'm, I'm willing to excuse it because it's like, yeah, I mean, shit, these guys haven't like thrown to each other for half a quarter like yeah, yeah they're not going to be in super rhythm right, right. now it's one um, of the tougher evals i feel like we've had these last couple years yeah it's a very tough eval because you could totally talk me into like if you just pulled up like jj's 10 best throws especially some of the stuff on oh, the yeah. move thousand the zip in thousand the red percent. zone like he has these Definitely. moments where yeah. you're like all right yeah he mm-hmm. ripped that yeah and then he has moments where it's like he misses a little out route and you're just like Okay, but is that because he can't do it, or is it just like one of those where it's I'm just not in rhythm, and it's mm-hmm. the three point analogy I'm mm-hmm. making. He's just he needs a couple of reps mm-hmm. to get it going, and then and sure. so you watch his like ten best throws, and then you watch like Jaden Daniels' ten best throws. You'll be like, well, these they they aren't even playing the same game. Yeah. Like JJ's gonna like make a handoff from under center, roll out, hit somebody. Like Jaden Daniels, it's just like spread. You're just like. Yeah. flinging it all over the place, and same thing with most of these guys. And so oh, and Bo Nix is gonna totally. be like, what's this guy's playing forward past rugby. Like, what's <laughs> exactly. going on right now? Caleb Williams, half of them are just going to be RPOs. Yep. Like, mm-hmm. like it, it, you have to like the fact that he comes from kind of a pro-style offense, but it is totally different than all the other quarterbacks. Yeah. I like that he can go under center since, yes. like, most 19-year-olds can't even do it anymore. I um I honestly think he's... It's a similarly tough eval to what C.J. Stroud was last year. Where, like, there was so Mm -hmm. much NFL talent Mm -hmm. on there. All those games are supposed to be a blowout except for two Mm -hmm. on the entire schedule. Mm -hmm. And so it's really hard to dial in on who's the real CJ. Like, if you believe... the downfield throws with Stroud, you never doubted that. No, no doubt. But it's, I mean... You didn't doubt that with Dwayne Haskins either. (laughs) These receivers are wide open. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. exactly. It's a good Um, point. Buy or sell... Jordan Morgan, I thought one of the big losers in Mobile hmm. before we even stepped on the practice field. Arizona's star uh, left tackle actually spoke glowingly of him on the last show. 6'5", 312, I think. So yep. really good size. But the arm length is below 33 inches, 32 inches. Skaronsky is the only offensive tackle prospect in recent history that I can remember having that short of arms. Will Jordan Morgan's arm length drop him out of the top 50 picks? Justin. Uh, fiction. I'm going to say he barely stays in, but I think it's because I, even with the shorter arms, I like how he translates as a guard. I think worst case he can play, but I don't know if he's going to be a tackle. Go ahead, Jake. I'm same thing. I think that he's one of the better offensive linemen overall in this class. Uh, of course, most of his stuff has been at left tackle, so there's going to be some, you know, can he make the conversion inside or whatever? Yeah. But he is what he is. I what mean, was he's Slater's really arm length a couple years ago? Because isn't this the same debate we had about Rashawn Slater? He was at least at 33 inches. Um, it says yeah, 33 exactly for him. Mm-hmm. Henry. 
I'll say fact. Nobody wants a short arm lineman. No one no, wants nobody a wants a short arm tackle. Yeah, it just <clears throat> you just don't. You yeah. just don't. You well, know who especially doesn't want those guys? Sean Me? Payton. Sean you. Payton. Oh, Sean, Sean Payton. Payton. <laughs> I knew it was one of the three of us. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's kind of turning out to be like a big, deep offensive line class, and I think yes. that's kind of the kicker yes. for me. Is that it's not <clears throat> there are mm. enough options there that have long arms that I just don't think I'd mess with it at that point. And who knows? Maybe they all fly off the board. Maybe you get like Flashanu and all to, all these guys just go off of the top twelve, and all of a sudden back half the first round. Maybe they start creeping up. Mm-hmm. But I'll, I'll say fact. I, I think there's just too many options there for somebody to take that gamble. Good point. Yeah, I think he drops off too. Um, things can change. We're only like in the first third, maybe even first quarter of draft mm-hmm. season. Maybe his arms so, will grow. So we've got. <laughs> yeah, I mean. Arms won't grow, but could a scout get it wrong at the pro day? And all could of a be. sudden we have, sure. uh, like, discern- I've seen that combine yeah. senior bowl don't match up. Yep. That'd be huge for this guy. I think he has to be moved to left guard at this point. He's too big to be a center. Right guard, he's not that kind of powerful mauler, so that doesn't fit. So it's a bit limited to just be a left guard with maybe some options to be an emergency uh, short-armed offensive tackle for you. One note I had was the American O-lineman where there's the Missouri kid who's really impressive. Yep. Patrick Paul, who's massive out yep. of Houston. Guyton, who obviously mm-hmm. is probably the top O-line. Uh, they look so <laughs> much bigger and more like, oh, yeah, this is the kind of size I need at the NFL level than the other guys where even Fuaga from Oregon mm-hmm. State, like he's played really well. Yeah. He came in with sub 34 inch arms, and I'm kind of like, if you're going to be a dominant mauling, run blocking right tackle, I kind of need you to have that, mm-hmm. like, bury your ass in the ground, yeah. Yeah. be a bully type length. Mm-hmm. If you don't have that, it's going to hurt a little. So that's, uh, that's where I'm at with that one. We'll run through these last couple and then give some other winners and losers. Given his short arms, also 32-inch arms, Slaytu Latu, the UCLA edge rusher, no longer a top 15 lock. Jake, we'll start with you. He's been one of your guys. Yeah, uh, top 15 in that case, I'll say it's a fact that he won't be there anymore. I do think he's one of the better all-around pass rushers. Just so you terms- say he is a top 15 lock. He isn't a top 15 fact lock. Fact he isn't, yes. Fact, fact he, he is. isn't. Yes. Okay, good, good, good. He's just got a great arsenal of pass rush moves. Uh, I think he's got some of the best bend in the class, especially of these top-end guys. And he's just... All he does is produce. I mean, I I can't get the Colorado game out of my head where he just took over this last year. I know. (laughs) Boy, we've seen that before. Well, true. What what happened with Drake Jackson? He hasn't done much. Oh, yeah. Destroyed Colorado back in the day, though. San Francisco, right? Yeah, San Francisco. So buried behind Randy Gregory, Chase Young, Nick Bosa. Still might be pretty good... No, uh, but yeah, I'll say fact. He's not a lock for the top fifteen. I mean, the again, the kicker here is the the neck thing. Where yep, yep. I mean, I if he really is just good to go, and the neck injury that forced him to medically retire is no longer an issue, then sure, I guess he fits in there. But still, in my head, I can't get it out. And if I'm Sean Payton or George Payton or any executive, it's like this guy literally is medically retired from football. I'm not sure that this is who I want to invest in. Like well, that that just that just is really concerning. Throw in like short arms, whatever else. Like I think he was kind of fringe anyway, 
But lock for top 15, no. He's not. I feel like a month ago, we would have been like, man, if he dropped to 12, we would be hyped. And now, it feels like, eh. If he drops at 12, you kind of know why. I like it a lot, man. I don't know. Oh, I mean, okay. I like he's his looking bends. good in practice, too, right? I think I just don't know if I care as much for the edge as I would on a tackle, just given, like, yes, that is a factor. You know, you don't want guys to be able to get your hands on him and just be stuck. But, like, with how versatile he is, with how quick his first step is, it doesn't bother me as much. I think, like Hank said, the neck thing, I think, would worry me more so. I might say he's not going to go top 15, yeah. but I, I will mm-hmm. say I don't think it's because of the arm length. I think it would just be the, is, is he going to hold up? To Hank's point That's about the, point. the neck, though, I mean... I'll it was an issue uh, this year. No, but I'll bring up Jalen Phillips. Remember when we talked mm-hmm. about him coming mm-hmm. out of Miami, mm-hmm. how he medically retired, too? He had, a, I think it was more uh, head injuries for yeah. him rather than neck. But he tur- he's turned into a great NFL player. I know he yeah. got hurt this year, but... Yep. I mean, there's a there's a pathway for these guys who have, I guess, medically retired and come back, or Which, some guys. It's crazy because I mean, Washington and UCLA have like some of the best medical schools in like the country, and so I would imagine the medical staffs there are pretty good. And so to go from one spot and medically retire to another, who say like, we think you're a okay and good to go back. Your neck looks fine to us. Like that's that to me is strange. Also, like the whole process. Maybe this is out there, but I'd be curious. Like. Did he medically retire, hit the portal, UCLA reaches out and says like, hey, we'd love to have you if our doctor, like, it's just a very weird to go through all the steps to being medically cleared and on a new football team. Somebody's going to write a good story about that. Could they get him in the third? See, just the like way we're he, talking that's about That's a him. medical red shirt that could really drop all of a sudden, huh? Well, yeah, or the way we're talking red about flag. him. He sounds like a guy that's going to drop pretty far. No kidding. Think someone's getting a steal. Me too. Yeah, I'm about it. Um, so another edge rusher who's really flashed. Yeah, is Darius Robinson out oh. of Missouri? Was actually uh, top five in the SEC in tackles for a loss. This graduate senior at Mizzou is a guy I think we mentioned a few times when previewing Mizzou games, uh, and that's the factor of fiction. Is Darius Robinson this year's Keon White, the Georgia Tech? kind of hybrid edge stand you know hand in the ground mm-hmm. the end maybe more natural five tech yeah who gosh in two practices at the senior bowl last year shut it down and then was a top 50 pick for the patriots in the mm-hmm. second round um a guy who he reminds me a lot of production wise a half sack less than Jared verse two and a half tackles for a loss more mm-hmm. his production in the sec, very comparable to all the top edge rushers in this class. And I will answer this question. I say fiction and it's because he's not this year's Keon white. He's like this year's Marcus Davenport, mm-hmm. another guy yeah. who came to the senior bowl and went from being a guy who was in the day two mix to like a top 15 pick. Yep. And by the way, a guy who Sean Payton mm-hmm. drafted up to go get. And who is now a free agent again with Did a very extensive medical history. Did not pan out. Yes. But I mean, Sean Payton, you never know. Yep. Yeah. Sai, I mean, he's what they need. Freak. The Broncos, the team that couldn't stop the run to save their fucking life. Well, yep. and I, I love him on the <laughs> inside. Yep. Right? I do too. Like you've seen him at the senior ways practice inside reps, outside reps. 
inside reps, whatever. But like a guy who's like in the six four, six five range, two hundred and ninety pounds. We talk about it all the time. There's not that many like first round interior defensive linemen. Yep. Mm-hmm. I just like he his versatility. Like I think I don't know if like you're not going to put him at a three technique or anything like that. Yeah, but right. he doesn't have that type of size. But for he's one of those dudes that's uh, what is he six five. 296 yeah. yeah 296 he's he, huge he looks bigger than that though yeah it's all muscle mm-hmm. it's not you know like in the, he has he's explosive mm-hmm. off the snap he's really physical he throws dudes around he's, he's one a, of those dudes that'll throw you and then explode and make the tackle mm-hmm. in the back like he's not he doesn't just have to be a guy that's you know eating up space mm-hmm. so other people can make plays he can do it all that Missouri team, I mean, they were just fun to watch in general between their offense and defense. Like, it was one of the more fun stories in college football. But, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm with you. I, I think he's a guy that's going to go a lot higher than what we were talking about a month ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's been balling. All these Missouri guys have been balling. I'm going to read a tweet here. This is from Brett Coleman, mm-hmm. YouTuber. He said, for those that are curious, here are Darius Robinson's pass rush win rates from different alignments. From 3-4-I, 13%. From 5-6, 18.8%. Wider than that, 19.1%. Then he goes, so to me, he's a 6'5", 290-pound 5-tech that can play edge and nickel looks just for fun. That's the J.J. Watt profile. Yeah. That's a nutty comp. It's a nutty comp, but, I mean, in terms of the player. body, like, being versatile, I get it, but, yeah. I mean, we got to remember, J.J. was not some dominant force at Wisconsin. He was more a flashy upside guy for the Badgers. Mm. So I'll say fiction. And then turned into, you know. J.J. Watt. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I haven't watched him play, but you've sold me. I, I'll say fiction. He is not Keon White. He sounds even better. And I, I love loved it. Keon White. I love it. Um, let's get into a couple quick winners from Senior Bowl week. Huh. No, go ahead. Oh. <laughs> Did I cut you off? No, 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 no. Oh, I just taking uh, some flack about in, the, the, uh, in the comments. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I, 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 I kind of assumed that was like a story from the Broncos pod. No, no, I've never gone to Hobby Lobby. I've never eaten crayons. <laughs> oh. But I mean, I like could see how you connect the dots. Kind of sounds like something baby Andre would do. I famously <laughs> in my stroller in the Louvre once chewed up a postcard of the Mona Lisa then stuck it up my nose. Well, at least it wasn't the real thing. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. That would have been an international incident. Right <laughs> yeah, there. Been. yeah, you wouldn't be here right now. Sure would have. Uh, nice little um, flex. You've been to the Louvre. Yeah, that's right. As a baby. Even, uh, even ate a postcard. Been again since. <laughs> yeah, postcard. not a fan. Um, okay. Justin, a winner? We'll, we'll go. Ooh. We each can do a winner at a time. A loser uh, if we want. I like Guyton tackle. Okay. I mean, Quinion Mitchell is my guy, but Oklahoma I don't want right to give tackle. something else. Um, so, yeah, I, I like him a lot. I think he'll be in the, the Denver mix, especially if they potentially trade back a couple of spots, like 16, 17. That feels prime. He's such a fascinating case as a guy who's almost exclusively played as a right tackle. That doesn't have a ton of starts to his name, mm-hmm. but I mean... He's got jersey swag off the charts. <laughs> he just, he looks the part. Yeah. And, and not just looks like, again, come at jersey swag. Like, he just is so steady, balanced, such a nice mix of, like, length, strength, balance. Um, and the upside, the upside is. Shouldn't be so fluid if you're that big and lanky. Yeah. yeah. Like, he looks like a guy who, like, like, 
oh, he took some ballet dances and it was gorgeous. Like I could see him being that nimble. And I know it's like, a, I'm making a joke here, obviously, but like, it's just when you see somebody He's that crazy. big, that long, you're just like, how are you so yeah. smooth with everything? Mm -hmm. Like, yeah. dude looks like he could be a ballroom dancer too. For sure. Mm -hmm. He's been impressive, no doubt. Jake? Uh, I don't think there's been any more impressive player than Tavondre Sweat. Yeah. He is really? dominating. Yeah, there was an early rep where Lemur, the Arkansas been, center, gets him on the ground. And I, I like, in my living room was like, whoa. Yeah. On the other end, Lemur Dude. is a guy who's really impressed me also. Yes. He also, on day two, sweat, like, literally took Lemur and yeah. put him in the quarterback. But he's the only one, lap. I think, that sweat really struggled to go yeah. against. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you guys mentioned Christian Haynes before, <laughs> the guard from UConn. Yeah. Yeah, that guy's a monster. Yes. yes, that there's like big belly vibes right there. Yep, where you show up, you're a massive guy, and nobody gets by you. Um, worthy of a shout out for sure. I I think I've recently discovered my type at receiver, and okay. I think I've I've kind of been. I didn't realize this about myself, but I didn't really have a type. Everybody's like, oh, the speed guy, like get downfield. And I think everybody's in love with that, and I've always kind of not liked that all that much because it just feels kind of lame. Um, the big guys. I really like just big bodied receivers. And so this is, these are two very Homer picks, but Luke McCaffrey, I was like, okay, Luke McCaffrey's going to go out there. Like it's a McCaffrey. You got to invite him, that sort of stuff. Then I watched him. I was like, oh, he's big. He's strong. He's yeah, physical. He'll mm -hmm. catch some balls. And so I think maybe it was just me putting him in a box as like a McCaffrey who gets like a token invite, but no, he actually looks like he could be a legitimate receiver. And I mentioned this upstairs. He kind of pulls the jersey up. Like, the way he kind of, like, moves, it's like he's really trying to look like Ed McCaffrey, <laughs> which is a good marketing choice on, on his part yeah. as, as a receiver who kind of sure. is built that way. Um, but I, I was impressed. Also, Brendan Rice, former CU guy who I was telling Dre, I've done, like, a 720 on him. He went to Colorado. I was like, oh, this guy's sick. Like, 6'4", six, 6'5", six, big, fast. Jerry Rice's bloodlines, like, you love all those things. Goes and plays, makes a couple plays, but for the most part, you're like, eh. Not that good. Goes to USC. Doesn't really get on the field. This year, gets out there. I it's didn't realize. Receiver. Yeah, I didn't realize. So I went back through the the Caleb Williams tape. He's a monster. Like he's big. He isn't always the best separator. But like, if you want like somebody to run a curl for you, he'll sit down in that curl and bang. Nobody's getting by him. And he's doing that stuff with the Senior Bowl too. Even that downfield, like it's not separating, but it's just kind of holding guys off and getting the ball. Yep. I, I those those two guys, I've I've really enjoyed watching. Same with Johnny Wilson in that mold. Yeah, too. yeah. He isn't Johnny getting a lot of hate though. Lots of yeah. drops. I he, I get it, but you just watch him out there and run. It's like this guy just has position every play. Like, yeah, he's huge. Yeah. It's just, it's so massive. It's just huge. He's really fun to watch. And there's some like guys will like wrap around who use his arms to reach exactly. out. And you're like, yeah, you should not have gotten that one. But again, yeah. like there's the drops and it's like you should have gotten that one. So they kind of balance out. But this he's fun. I found Javon Foster out of Missouri, their left tackle, yes. extremely uh, impressive. Yes. A guy who in the SEC has only allowed one sack. He's one of the big boys at offensive tackle, like just size wise. Uh, six five, like three oh nine, and his arms were thirty four plus. I think thirty five inch actually. Um, and when you have that kind of resume against the SEC, you bet your ass I'm going to be watching him against Georgia, <laughs> Tennessee, and all the big dogs he had on the schedule. George, uh, Mizzou obviously so impressive this past year. And I think a guy like this, who was also team captain, is a big reason why. So two Mizzou guys with stock up, up, yeah. up. 
in Robinson and Foster for me at, you know, premium positions. So Chris when Abrams you go watch Missouri too, in the trenches, like it was significant. That's, That's what true. jumped out right away with them this year where you're, you were like, oh, no, like they really could be a factor in this SEC oh, yeah. race because you watch the way they're able to run the ball against well, these other fronts. In the fronts. trenches, they were just... It was unreal. Yeah. Um, yeah, and as you mentioned, 35. they've got some corners, too. Chris Abrams drains. Mm-hmm. Three also foot had a nice week. Yeah, I agree. Really nice I agree. He's just rocking like a third grader. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no. That's insane. What if instead of like like running like the whole like trying to pass rush off the edge stuff, they just had like the tackle and the edge rushers like compare arms and <laughs> winner gets his way. Sounds amazing. Yeah. You better have those arms stacked up pregame. Yeah, exactly. If we're Start talking stretching out the shoulder a little bit. If we're talking arms, can. Patrick Paul from Houston. Yeah, he's massive. He is ginormous. Yeah. And he's kind of got what Justin was talking about with the guy earlier, where it's like, how are you so smooth that big? He uh, measured in at 6'7, 333. He's got 36 and 2 8 inch arms. Mm. Yeah, love him, man. Dude's an F two fifty out there. He is. Yeah, <laughs> I love him. And these are the guys who Sean Payton. That's his that's team. Him. Yeah, that's Parcells to a T. Mm-hmm. Um, and unlike Guyton, who's more of a right tackle, if you're looking for a future solution at left tackle, Foster Paul. And they kind of uh, have to have that. that, right? Like, yeah. I mean, yeah. we're kind of to that point now with Bowles, yeah. where it's like, do you recommit and? hope that he's able to even touch that two years ago yeah. or do you just maybe like kind of try and move on while you can't maybe you could get something for him yeah. if you brought someone mm-hmm. in I don't, it'll be, it'll be interesting you'll have to find a replacement but they save 16 million bucks if they cut or trade him and i think i i wouldn't cut him i think that no you could trade it, him. it's worth 16 million bucks but the mm-hmm. trade conversation should be real Definitely. the other thing they can do though is extend him and if they extend him two more years, restructure. Keep him, yep. And then yeah. pushes some money back, and so you can save some money right now. But I do. Something's gonna happen there. I, I think doubt so he too. just plays out the season. I bet it's either an extension or they trade him. Yeah, and then I mean we're seeing some really talented centers. The Oregon guy yes. was yes. Uh, Is that Forsyth? God, no, no, no. He, um, Jackson. He's the Broncos now. Power Johnson. That's, right. That's <laughs> last year. My bad. <laughs> yeah. um, I'm gonna try and yeah, Jackson Powers Johnson. Good job. <laughs> yeah, look at you. All three. <laughs> you had three for three. You went three for three. <laughs> Jackson Powers Johnson. Nice. <laughs> I assumed that was going to be like that's the like most Drake insane. and an eagle on the golf course. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It is left-handed. <laughs> Johnson, he looks awesome. Yeah, he looked yeah. good, man. He really looks good. Um, that's the tough part for the Broncos, though. Like, obviously, Lloyd Cushenberry's contract up. I don't know that you go to the draft without that address, though. You know, yeah. it's kind of it's almost tougher to get a rookie now when I, I guess you have you have Forsythe, you have. Uh, Luke Wattenberg. Yeah, and so I you're mean, not empty there. But if they're just not going to be good, and like instead of drafting a guy, it's like kind of a journeyman. You know, Stidham competing with mm-hmm. you know Jimmy G is kind of oh, the generic God. journeyman. You know, and it's that kind of deal for a year before. Then it's like, well, whatever. I mean, yeah. he could play center at that point. <laughs> yep. I don't care. Why not? Yeah, why not? Honestly, it might be better. Get up the draft board for next year. Do you like your chances better at long snapper or center? Oh, long snapper by a mile. Yeah, I've actually, know you know, it is tough because you know like it's tougher to hit the target, obviously. Uh-huh. Like just handing the ball to your ass is like yeah. not not <laughs> difficult at all. <laughs> totally. But when you got to get the ball like 14 yards, uh, it's tricky. I actually spent some time with yep. the Broncos long snapper. Uh-huh. There's like 
longsnap.com will do long snapper rankings. No Whoa. way. Yeah, I love yeah. It. no, there's like cuz I asked him I was like how it was it was when they're doing the top 100 voting. And so somebody one of the defensive linemen put him on there as like a joke. Um I was like, "Well, how would you even know who's good?" And he went like into it. And he's like, "There's these three websites who like track everything, rank everything college and pro." I spent some time on longsnap.com. Turns out wow. Broncos have a pretty good long snapper. There's some wow. really famous trainer. I'm trying to remember his. I know who you're talking about. There's some famous yeah, trainer yeah. dude who all the college kids go to, and he like shares. There's. It's kind of like specialists are really funny, because like there's not a kicking prospect out there that's not a five star kicker, exactly. five star punter, because they get their own rating yep, system yep, from yep. specialists, and it's like. Oh, I'm a five-star kicker, and you look, and it's like, oh, but their only offer is Eastern Coffeeville Community College. So <laughs> exactly, what, what yeah, checks? Buffs have had some five stars. Wow, I think Jace, save uh, the DJ what a stuff. Jace Feely, I yeah. think, was a five-star. We'll star. save yeah. the DJ kicker. stuff. We'll yeah. have more Senior Bowl takeaways and what have you, with the game in the books and the third practice in the books, and uh, then I mean we're in full swing. I think we need to start previewing it's positions time. and doing the thing. Hank, thank you for joining us. Of course, yep. catch, catch Hank uh, every day or almost on the Broncos pod. Mm -hmm. Jakester here heating up with uh, recruiting and hoop season on the Buff side, and yep. Jake here on the on the Rams. We're about to go live here in 15 minutes. Yeah, so Do it. stay tuned. Uh, thanks for tuning in. Appreciate it. Leave us a thumbs up. Share the link with your people. Tell them it's uh, it's draft season and the boys aren't playing around this year. And uh, thank Aww. you, as always, to Natures of Colorado for presenting this here pod. We shall be back next week. Bye. Love.